0: Welcome to the milk bar.
1: Welcome along to episode 499 of the Millbar. bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever and coming up on the show, we've got music from Asta Brier She'll be along telling us about her latest work. We'll be finding out about a summer panto. Aladdin is along with Mystical Productions. Dan Harper joining us in the studio for a chat on that one. Also, we'll be catching up with a team from Black Country Triathletes. They have got some open days. If you always fancy to go to a triathlon, they can get you involved. That's coming up. We'll be hearing from Poets Against Racism. They're going to be letting us know about their event, which is part of the Wolf, the Wolves original literature festival, taking place at the end of January into February. But first of all, Thursday the 7th through to Saturday the 9th of March, the producers is brought to the Grand Theatre stage by Muscom as they make their return in 2019 to tell us more. The fellow's playing Leo Bloom. I've got Carl Steele on the line. Hello.
2: Hello. How are you, Jason?
1: I'm good. I trust we find you well.
2: I'm good. I'm really good. Thank you.
1: So tell us uh, about your character to begin with.
2: Leopold Bloom. Okay, so he's a, he's an accountant for Whitehall and Marks, and he meets Max Bialystok by coming to do his books for him. Uh, his account basically finds out that he is using money for means other than financing a show and points out that it would be more beneficial to him if his show flopped financially. So they come up with this scheme to to create a flop of a show and pocket a load of money.
1: However, um, how the story is going to pan out, we will have to wait and see.
2: Yes, yeah. There's there's a, a couple of twists. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. But yeah, his character is a very nervous guy. He's uh, a middle aged guy, never married, never had a girlfriend. He has panic attacks. Uh, he relies on a little blue blanket as his comfort blanket. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of comedy comes from his character.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a hugely funny
2: show, isn't it? Massively. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's Mel Brooks. So anyone familiar with my Brooks' writing um, knows the kind of comedy that he writes. This is probably one of his most well-known pieces, I think.
1: But but it's Um, in-your-face comedy as well. There's there's no subtlety about getting the
2: gags in here. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's completely non-PC. It's ridiculous. It's out there, but really, really intelligent funny-in-your-face comedy. Really good.
1: And what's it like coming together with Muscom to, to bring this to the stage? Because Muscom has done some amazing stuff over the years for many, many decades. So this is just another in a yeah. long line of hit shows that they've put on.
2: Yeah, I've seen their shows before. I've not performed with them before, but I, I've seen their shows before and they've always produced really good stuff. So I think this is it's just going to be an, another hit show for them. And yeah, obviously performing something like this at the Grand is it's a great stage to play on. So, yeah, I'm really excited.
1: Getting into the mindset of an accountant to begin with, that's something that's a million miles away from your world?
2: Well, I'm I'm a producer at the old Joint Stock Theatre in Birmingham, so I am actually a theatre producer, but playing the part of an accountant who wants to be a theatre producer, yeah, I can relate to that a little bit, but carrying around a comfort blanket and and being scared of anything that happens to him, that's not really me, but, yeah, it's a good part to play with and have a bit of fun with. And how do the rest of the cast line up? It's a great cast. So uh, we've got Greg Yates playing Max Bialystok, who um, I played the part opposite uh, seven years ago. So we've we, we both played this, these parts before, and we we had really good chemistry when we did it before. Mm-hmm. Revisiting it's been really, really interesting opposite him. Um, he's fantastic. He, he's done quite a lot at The Grand before. He, he did the recent production of Brast Off.
1: He's, he's been in other shows as well in, in the last few months too, so... He's... Yeah, yeah. But it it does mean that with Muscom, as with many of the Amdram groups in the area, you've got people who are really seasoned performers and it's it's not about a load of people who are amateur coming together, it's about people who just aren't paid for being professional actors pretty much.
2: Yeah, definitely. I I think that the quality of amateur performers in the Midlands is really high. You know, and some people's life choices take them in a different way than deciding to make a career out of performing, but it doesn't mean that their talent is any less. And I think this company definitely showed that.
1: Well, it's going to be absolutely amazing by the sounds of it. Favourite moments in the show that you can tell us without spoiling the story, apart from maybe the comfort blanket? Favourite
2: moments? Uh, one that I'm not in but always like to watch is Little Old Ladyland, where Max Bialystock is basically trying to get the money to finance his show from lots of old ladies that he <laughs> offers sexual favours to.
1: <laughs> we'll leave that there then and uh, yeah. see how the rest of it works out. Uh, the show is on at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre Thursday the 7th through to Saturday the 9th of March 01902 to the box office number or grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets that way For now, Carl Steele, thank you for joining us
2: You're welcome, no problem Thanks for having
1: me In a moment's time we'll have a chat with Asta Bria, but first of all let's take a listen to a brand new single released on the 8th of February This is Emma's Song
3: homeless on this earth. sunshine in my mind cures my friends, angels by
1: Emma's song and she joins me now on the phone to tell me more about the track hello
4: hello hello
1: so uh, how are you doing very well indeed thank you so much how are you I'm good thank you and good to talk to you now you've got an album divine investigation which is out there Emma's song is one of those tracks and you must be really pleased with this one
4: yes it's one of my favorite you know sort of all-time (laughs) favourites.
1: so uh, how did it come about because it's actually about uh, a member of your family isn't it
4: Yes, it's actually my sister's daughter, mm-hmm. my niece. It's about her when she was three or four years old. It's a true story. All song is based on a true story about her when she sort of, being that young, was caring about the world a lot. And she actually packed her little backpack with like everything she could find in a fridge, exactly what is in the song, like a bread and sweets and milk and whatever she could find. And she says, I want to go and rescue the children. You know, I want to help everyone. But she was so young. And she says, Look at our fridge. We have so much of everything we can share, and we have to hurry up so that we're not too late. So it's literally about that young girl. She's not actually a big girl. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> how, she was 10 how, little. <laughs> how old is she now? She's 16. <laughs> so she, is she pleased or embarrassed about the song? Uh, or a bit I of think both? both. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I think a both, you know, like with like teenagers. They were like,
1: But that's what aunties are for. If you can't embarrass (laughs) the family, what can you do? But in a good way, which is what counts. (laughs) Now, you actually grew up in Lithuania, so what brought you to the UK? Uh,
4: Actually, I always loved London, since since forever. Basically, since I first came to London quite a few years back, it just was always this temptation. And, um, you know, like, um, how to say... Uh, you know, like when you feel like it's your home, although it's not yet your home. <laughs> but sort of, I always wanted to end up here. And I uh, was traveling a lot to London from Brussels while I was studying, you know, in Belgium. So yes, it was just, uh, it wasn't a coincidence. I always wanted to, to come
1: to London. So you've yeah. studied all around the world. London is now your home. And do you think yeah. that's had an influence on you musically?
4: a lot because London is sort of full of vitamin C as I say you know, it's so vibrant there's so much happening mm-hmm. and I just, just love it, I love the energy, I love the people, the streets the, the, you know, it's sort of yeah, it's it's an amazing place I think and I've been quite a bit around the world <laughs> and I still think that London is the best place <laughs>
1: <laughs> Now you have a classical background so and, and that sort of guided your music as well hasn't it?
4: Yes, yes, of course. I've been doing that since since I was six years old. You know, cl- classical music was always my life. You know that what I was doing. You know, playing the violin, and I was in music school, conservatory, academy. You know, all my life was classical music, actually. And then I shifted after the Brussels conservatory. I so, thought, you know, it's not only it's not only what I am or who I am, and I wanted to try, you know, different things. And I was writing songs while I was studying. Um, classical music it was just sort of you know like with classical music you have this super good or you're super nervous <laughs> so I was super nervous <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so the first time when I actually had my own gig of my own films for the first time I wasn't nervous and I wasn't like panicking and fainting you know from the stage fright you know being afraid of the stage so that was a relief.
1: <laughs> but does this mean we expect to find you playing pretty much every uh, instrument on the album, or do you like collaborators as well?
4: Uh, no, no, I, I played on the violin on <laughs> the album, and, and I was singing, and, and a few bits and bobs on the piano, but all that, the other musicians, all the collaboration, they all wonderful, wonderful musicians. Really, I was very lucky to you know, find all of them.
1: And did you find that you built up the way the song sounded in the studio? Or were you ready as soon as you got there? You knew exactly what you wanted to hear?
4: No, no, actually I never knew anything. It was so organic and so kind of with a flow and you would just come into a studio without knowing or, or premeditating anything. You would sort of try different things and get get together with a few brilliant musicians and we would record that way, this way. And then you think, oh, we might need a piano here, we might need a microphone here, we might, we might need a saxophone here. So it was all sort of natural growth. It wasn't like one of those albums or songs where you actually first write it, you know, like a hundred people write together, you know, arrangement mm-hmm. and build up. And okay, now we put the voice. It was very organically, note by note, building up, you know, sort of what fits, what doesn't fit, with the with it, we're not, you know, doing it more, doing it less, kind of very organic, was nothing pre-thought about, you know, like, except of like lyrics and harmonies and like the main melodies and kind of, and you always have some sort of idea of a song, but not where it will lead towards the end of the, you know, of the process. Songs were completely different from the <laughs> idea.
1: <laughs> but your producer, uh, Young and Nathan Souter, uh, also worked mm-hmm. with you on developing that sound. And, and how do you think that relationship worked?
4: Yeah, well, I was very, very fortunate to find him because I think with him I found my voice, which before I did record in quite a few places, you know, in Metropolis and New York, you know, and Los Angeles. I was trying my best and I never could find that sound of the voice. Mm-hmm. And with him was so super relaxed and n- no pressure pressure in a studio, no pressure of time as well. I could just you know hang out and try different things, different microphones, different approaches. And I think he somehow got me, got the voice and got how has it to be recorded. So that was a huge relief again. You know, mm-hmm. having the wonderful musicians and him who sort of understands. Where the voice should be guided, which is very sort of relaxed and not pressurised and kind of natural, like you would sing to your child a lullaby.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, a relaxed <laughs> approach, making the sound really live on its own.
4: Yeah, so, so you don't you don't try. I'm not a singer. I'm a violinist. Right, I'm someone who just wants to sing my songs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't sing. You know, I'm not an opera singer or <laughs> anything like that. So, it just has to be pleasant to your ear. At <laughs> the <laughs> end of the day, it has to be pleasant.
1: Well, it certainly is, having listened to some of the tracks. We're going to listen more through the album in a moment or two's time. It is called Divine Investigation. Where can we find out more about you and your work?
4: Uh, it's actually on my website. I've got an website, you know, astabria.com. Is everything is there, and music and videos. And then it's on Spotify, and it's on iTunes now. Everything is sort
1: of getting together, <laughs> little by little. Well, Astabria, A S T A B R I A dot com, is the website. Are you on social media as well? We on all the socials?
4: Yes, on Facebook and Instagram, everywhere. <laughs> Get an <laughs> like insight into your you life too.
1: <laughs> well, have a great time when you play your live gig in London. That's coming up on the seventh of February. We look forward to having you in the Midlands, hopefully at some point soon. Let's take another track from that album. What are we going to hear now? Fingertips. We'll take fingertips. Thank you so much for joining us, Asta. Great speaking to you. I look forward to hearing more work from you very soon.
4: Thank you so much for your time. It was so lovely chatting to
0: you. Thank you so much.
3: is
1: Black Country Triathletes have their open events in January. To tell us more, I'm joined by Dave Hathaway. Hello, sir.
5: Hello, Jason. Thanks for having me. Well,
1: good to have you along. Um, Tell us a bit about the uh, Black Country Triathletes to start off with.
5: Yeah, we're um, a sports club, triathlon club, Mm -hmm. uh, based out of Womburn Leisure Centre. That's where we do a lot of our training and our events. Um, We've got about 160 adults, 75 juniors. Um, and basically a group of people that train together and race together.
1: And against each other, but also in other events as well.
5: The training sessions, a lot of training sessions are, to, are, t- are together. We have some of our own events that we host. We host um, four adult events, which are open to the public each year, mm-hmm. and also two junior events. Um, so in addition to those, we'll actually go and race in other triathlons. So a group of us will go down to other clubs and other events. So, there's, there's running,
1: there's swimming, and there's cycling involved in all of this.
5: Yes. So, and the order... Yeah. The order... Know. That wasn't is, the right order, okay. No, that's all right. The order is you swim, yep. and then you bike, mm-hmm. and then you do a run, okay? And it, the, it, the stopwatch it, starts when you get in the water, Yeah. and it finishes when you cross the uh, the end of the run. And
1: that's, so it, it is one course that that runs the whole thing. There is no stopping in between.
5: There's no stopping in between. If you want to get changed and have a shower after the swim, you can. But unfortunately, the the, the clock, clock still keeps going. There, yeah, it's still ticking.
1: So you cope with either the chlorine or the uh, or whatever else yeah. it is you've been swimming through, depending on where the swimming took place. Yeah. Is, is it always an indoor pool that you use for this?
5: No, the ones that we host are indoor pools mm-hmm. from from Wombin, but there's plenty of outdoor outdoor swims as well. Uh, you can even be sea swims, depending on where it is.
1: Uh, trying to find the bike after that would probably be a little hard. You're on a beach somewhere, trying to find a bike. Now that that, that sounds like it.
5: well, they probably stick it in the car park. That's most the most of the time. It would be on tarmac or something. So
1: you, you haven't got to yeah. mess around too much with that one. So, I mean, how did you get into this? Because this is something that you didn't come to when you were like in your teens, is it?
5: No, um, I don't personally. I don't have a um, a sporting background. I didn't start till I was 44, which is in. 2011, mm-hmm. and that was um, my mate across the road said to me, "Do you want to do a triathlon?" And I went, "What? <laughs> what a triathlon? Is it just three said, beers?" You were thinking. A, he, well, a lot of people. I'll come to that in a minute. But uh, well, a lot of the people who I meet uh, who've actually joined an event have done it because they've had a few beers. <laughs> so, that, so that's it. But I asked what that was. He said it's four lengths of a pool. So I thought, well, that's all right. So it's going to be six mile bike ride. I thought, well, I'll be all right. Um, and then it's going to be a two and a half k run so it's a lap and a half of west park and i thought yeah i can do that so i found some shorts and i made it to the end of the road and my first training (laughs) run and just little by little i've uh, just carried on really
1: i can certainly walk the distance the bike ride i'll have a problem with because my balance is awful and swimming i think i can just about do a length of the pool no a width of the pool that was it a width when i was about 10. I could get out of a canal in case of emergency. So but you can take anyone from any starting point. You, you could even work with me and get me up to the point where I could do a triathlon.
5: Yeah, well if you, can, if you can do a bit of anything, we can get you going simple as that. You know. and, and you've got these, t- these taster
1: sessions to get everyone involved and, and see what they think of it to start off with.
5: Yeah, basically we've got uh, three, th- three sessions, one on Wednesday, which is the let's get the dates right I think that's the 16th mm-hmm. that's for adults. We've got one for juniors on the Saturday on the 19th and another one for the adults on the on the 30th and basically that session is just going to be a 45 minute chat with some of the coaches Mm -hmm. just talking about what triathlon is and about our club and how we do our training and then it's going to be straight in get in the pool and take part in one of our um coach swim sessions with our coach swimmers so you're certainly going to need your swim gear to, to take part in this one or you need your trunks and your goggles or your costume and your goggles yeah. you it. will
1: need a bike at some point though
5: y- yeah, yeah yes but you can start off you could start off in a gym can't you one of the exercise bike, you know just getting started yeah
1: so the, the, there's lots of ways of approaching this and how so what is the distance swimming is it 200 meters then
5: no it, it, really, it, it really varies mm-hmm. um some of the some of the, the some of the younger juniors, they'll be done and dusted within 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very, very short distances and the, the older juniors, the longer races will be up to about 50 minutes. Um, Most of the adult races will start at one hour and then just keep going up depending on the, on the distances and that is
1: different by triathlon and different by course and so you choose which ones you then get involved with later on
5: yeah because some people uh it's all about finishing your first triathlon big achievement just to do your your your, your first race Mm -hmm. then other people just be about right just I'll do the same race as I did last year, but I want to get a, uh, a personal best on it. So it's about beating your own time. Yeah. And then the other guys will be like, right, I want to win this one. <laughs> so yeah. you got you got a, a cross section of people with different objectives, really.
1: So it's a, a, a fun thing to be involved with as well. Even though it sounds like hard work, it it is. It's, you're saying this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
5: You know, a lot of our juniors, they, I mean, they're all um, enjoying the junior sessions and the training sessions that we have. A lot of those will also be in swimming clubs and running clubs and cycling clubs. But a lot of them will just come and it'll be their their only, it'll be their main, the main thing that they do, just doing the training on a Saturday morning, they'll either do bike or they'll do a run session, then the afternoon a swim session. And this doesn't have to be high
1: cost either, does it? You, You can have a reasonable bike. It hasn't got to be the most expensive carbon fibre thing on the planet because You whatever you may drop down because someone's got a better bike than you, you can make up because you're a better swimmer. So there's there's always a way of making sure you're going to get the best, and and through training you can really make a difference.
5: Yeah, well, at the end of the day, it's more in your legs than what what the uh, the bike is that you're driving.
1: Yeah. Okay. So uh, this all sounds really good, and so it's open uh, for these sessions on the uh, seven through nine p.m. uh, Wednesday the sixteenth. That's down at Wombourne Leisure Centre. as all of these pace sessions are two thirty to three thirty forty five on the 19th of January for juniors, and then 7 through 9 p.m. again, Wednesday the 30th for adults. So there's these Perfect. these opportunities to get along and get involved. They can find out more about you on your Facebook page as well, though, can't they?
5: Yeah, either the website, blackcountrytriathletes.com, Black or contact us via Facebook or Twitter.
1: So, simple as that, get involved, have a go don't be scared exactly uh, yeah w- were you approaching this some sort of trepidation when you first went into
5: it yeah well I didn't really know what I was expecting <laughs> what um, what I, what I did find though is that everybody at the club were were really nice and they said to me well it's not just for experts it's just for you know it's for anybody to get involved and straight away after my first session there I was back swimming every week with them and you yeah so, you're part of the club now you're yeah. part of
1: the organization team too and uh, yeah, how does it work with the, with the coaching and, and and the costs on this then? What 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 do you actually have to pay in to get involved?
5: Yeah, well, everyone's volunteers there, mm-hmm. so I think adult membership is forty or forty five. Can't remember. That's on per the year Yeah, yeah. Juniors is twenty five pound a year, mm-hmm. and we also do a family membership which is seventy pound a year.
1: So if, if the whole family want to get involved in this, then you, you you quids in and you have a great time all together. Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
5: I have uh, the joke where it's uh, for twenty five pound for juniors. It's the cheapest childcare in Wolverhampton. <laughs> That's the way there to you do go.
1: It. All that at Walmart Leisure Centre. What are your normal meetings then? When, once you are a member and it's all running that way.
5: Okay, so juniors are ten till eleven on Saturday mornings, and mm-hmm. we'll either do um, a bike session or a run session, or it'll be brick, which is run and bike yeah and then every saturday afternoon uh, there will be coach swimming class for the juniors mm-hmm. for adults we uh, have two swims per week we have group rides that go out on the bikes every sunday morning and we have a once a month spin bike spin session and a once a month run session
1: so it's some of the stuff you may traditionally do at the gym, but there's also the other things a, as well that run alongside it.
5: Yeah. I mean, you can do as much training as you want to outside of the the club mm-hmm. stuff. And the easy way to do that is to do
1: the road run in your own time and go off and enjoy doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So full details again, people can go along. Just look out for the Facebook page for Black Country Triathletes, the website.
5: BlackCountryTriathletes.com and, and Twitter. So Black but, Country but, Tri, But turn up. Yeah. that's the thing just turn up yeah. 7
1: through 9 Wednesday the 16th and Wednesday the 30th for adults and 2.30 to 3.45 on Saturday the 19th of January for the juniors
5: yeah drop us an email or contact us if you're going to come along the news at
1: blackcountrytriathletes.com yeah. to, to get in touch that way that'd be great
5: well thank you for joining us
1: All uh, right. ha- thank I keep you. having thank fun you. with it yeah and uh, it, it sounds it sounds like a way of life as much as anything else now yeah, yeah well I
5: just I just keep getting on with it I love it
1: August Consul Village Hall place host of Mythical Productions with Aladdin on the stage to tell us more about what's going on and how they're looking for cast at the moment I'm joined now by Dan Harper hello hello how are we doing
6: very well stressed busy
1: it, well yeah well, you had all the fun of christmas and, and the events you were putting on there and that all went really well it really well yeah it did and you were then again raising funds for Castle village we it needs a lot of work doing to, to keep it, it in the, the tip-top condition and to make sure it, it can host all the events that it does mm-hmm. i say this is going to be another run of events that it will be hosting yes. and you're looking for a, a cast from
6: scratch we are looking for a brand new cast we've only had cast one part at the moment which is one of our assistant directors mm-hmm. who will take on the part of abanaza We are looking for a full cast, actors, dancers. Singing is desirable, but it's not compulsory. Mm -hmm. Even if you've got no experience of acting, come along, give it a go. It's all going to be for a really good cause.
1: If you always fancied it, then... Yeah, you you know, know, if you
6: you fancied a little bit of acting on stage, small roles, big roles, whatever you want, if you want to audition, please feel free.
1: And this is about having a bit of fun, raising money for charity, and it's it's going to be... A good performance it is. but it's, it's 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 not you're not thinking of people who've been spent several years at Radar no, that's no, not no, it's no, not, really not No,
6: it's very unusual. It's something completely brand new to the village. We've never had a summer pantomime in the village that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're looking for anyone new, old, young, whatever you want.
1: Aladdin's got some good roles. Aladdin's it? got some fantastic. Uh, will roles. Will you be auditioning yourself?
6: I won't be. I am uh, behind the scenes, getting all the staging and all that kind you of. You like building out. stuff, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's my new forte.
1: Okay, that's the thing. So we'll see how you going on with all of that. But um, what sort of run- length of pantone, what-, what sort of uh, thing are you expecting to do? So, so you're doing it in the round or on stage? It is on working? the
6: stage. Yep. It's against. Uh, we've got the set designs. It's against a full-on set. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you know one-sided on a stage with an extend that we're building to give it some more depth yep. and some. It's gonna give some really good opportunities for our comedy value that's in the script. Yeah. We're looking for everything. Every character you can think of. So we've got obviously Aladdin. Yeah. Your Jasmine. Uh your widow Twanky. And obviously Man in a dress. You can't go wrong with a man in a you dress. Are
1: sh- you sure you're not gonna be for, i down for that? Not one. Auditioning. It's not the first time you've taken this sort <laughs> of role.
6: No, it it isn't. Um but obviously for this one I'm taking you, you don't have the legs for it anymore. No, not no. anymore. Okay, it's a shame uh, when they it's go. A shame. So it? we are we are looking obviously for Um, ensemble if you don't want to be an actor but you want to come and you're a dancer and you want to come and show us that you can dance we are looking for dancers as well both male and female Mm -hmm. Um, comedy duo what pantos without a comedy duo yeah so we are looking for comedy duos we're looking for an emperor we're looking for, we're looking for a lot of characters that will make the panto what it is
1: and because of the nature of it it's it's voluntary you're doing it for it charity is. which means you can have as big a cast as you want there's not no oh, budget no. To constraints no budget if, constraint if, to. if they want to come along and take it, part then they, they can do it
6: there is we've we've got some fantastic opportunities with this you know we get, we've got a professional uh sound rig coming all the way up from the south coast for just for the pantomime um so you know we're we're doing a professional panto on nothing really mm-hmm. you know we're we're raising as much money as possible for the village hall in codsall
1: and that means you're looking for people to come and see this from far and wide as well oh, yeah, completely. and the mystical productions on facebook and online is going to be the place yeah. to get your tickets
6: yeah you'll we'll, will the tickets will be on a website we've yet to set that up that yeah. will be going up um and obviously tickets will be available at the village hall and on our hotline phone, you'll be able to reserve them mm-hmm. so you can click them on the door.
1: So, what sort of dates are we looking at for people need to be able to be available, not so only for the show, but also for rehearsal? Dates
6: available are the 20th to the 24th of August, mm-hmm. um, and the weekend before that, and the week before that. So, that's obviously our tech and dress, our final run throughs, and the entire run of the show, which is a Wednesday to a Saturday. So with two shows on don't have Saturday. a summer holiday there. Don't have a summer holiday in the end of August. <laughs> but there will be other rehearsals we'll be able to be. work your way around. All rehearsals will start on the 1st of April mm-hmm. um, and will run once a week up until the re- until the final shows. There might be a you know an extra rehearsal added in for two of the cast or however many we needed, but it should only be once a week. And that will mean that yeah everyone can get together. Yeah. It's about having fun as well, it which is. is the other thing. You know, it'll be a really fun environment to be in and it'll be a great process to take part in. You know, laughter is a good medicine, as people say, mm-hmm. and this panto should bring everyone a bit of laughter.
1: Okay, so everyone feel fine and dandy afterwards, which is what counts. So, uh, how do people get in touch?
6: So, as long as you are over 16, mm-hmm. you can get hold of us on mysticalproductions at outlook.com or you can contact us on 07473 seven six three four six five. Um over 16th, as I've said, auditions will be held on the ninth of February at Codsall Village Hall from nine thirty AM. There will be an all day event, so you will need to bring lunch with you and ensure that you're in movable nice fitting clothing as there will be a dance workshop. Yeah. Rehearsals, as I said, will be once a week. These are planned to be on the Monday evening from about seven PM at the Village Hall, so you'll be able to rehearse in the space you're going to perform in, which is always a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um and as I said previously singing is desirable not necessary and any experience isn't necessary either if you've never done anything we will train you we will get you into the standard that we are looking for
1: and you've worked on so many events with so many people across the we board have. in the past and you're used to doing this sort of thing anyway we
6: have we're very lucky to the fact that we've got um, a singing coach coming up from london mm-hmm. free of charge who's going to come and do a few lessons with the entire cast not going to say you're an opera singer by the end of it but it's you know it'll be that thing of you'll be ready for panto you're ready for panto as long as you can hold that tune and you know what you're doing you in the right environment yeah.
1: and with, again if you don't feel comfortable singing there are non-singing there roles there are non-singing take. roles yeah completely yeah. And, and you also if there's somebody who would like to be involved to work alongside you in, the, in the, behind the scenes oh
6: completely we're always looking for people that are happy to make costumes coming to help paint the set coming to you know we are looking for everyone I mean even if you're you know we've got a very good technical team behind us mm-hmm. but we're never going to say no to any other technical team you know more the more techies the better Yeah, the more backstage crew the more wardrobe, everything we need as many people as we can to help raise funds for like a much-needed very village hall
1: yeah and it is the heart and soul of the uh, the community it as well. Is. it's it, used so.
6: for so many events and uh i think our last event at christmas proved that we you know we had over 500 people through that door and despite the weather and, and we still everyone came left with a smile on their face which was really nice and i'm hoping we can do the same with this
1: yeah well it should be good fun aladdin your summer panto taking place at codsall village hall Reminds of the date is actually happening it's
6: happening between the I think it's the 21st to the 24th of August
1: and of course those auditions are in, are in February
6: Feb- February that's Saturday the 9th at 9.30 at Codswell Village Hall for more information and for your audition pack get in touch on mystical at outlook.com with the uh, title Aladdin or give us a phone call on 07 763 465. give me the number again 07473. Seven six three four 6,
1: 5. Oh, have a magical time in your mystical productions and uh, break a leg, Thank uh, you uh, but make sure you don't damage the oil lamp. Okay, I won't do. Thanks, thanks Jason.
0: Stuff.
3: Whistling irritates even the game. Take away your crazy clouds. Take away your crazy clouds. And those stupid crowds of raindrops. Kiss. It's raining white and. Those will start red love raindrops fall Oh, mighty end under the ground It's desperate and lonely Lonely, lonely sound Take away your greasy clouds Take away your greasy clouds And there are stupid crowds ever in The crazy And uh, stupid crowds
1: On the 2nd of February at the Arena Theatre, Poets Against Racism is on stage at 5 o'clock. I have five poets and associated people here with me now, so I'm going to get some introductions first of all. We'll start at this end. Ian Henry. Hmm.
7: Next up. My name's Maurice Malcolm, I'm a local lad, grown up in Wolverhampton and I'm a poet. Next.
8: Mm -hmm. I'm Angela Garrett, I run the Albury Writing Group, Mm -hmm. I'm a poet, I've got a few books published and I used to live and work in Wolverhampton.
9: My name's Curly, a little bit further afield from Birmingham. Um, I'm a mus- bit of a musician as well as a poet, uh, working in schools as well, mm. doing lots of different types of literacy intervention. And I'm Roy
10: McFarlane, um, previous um, Birmingham Poet Laureate, uh, and also a, a, a writer. I've got a collection out called A Healing The Next Time, and I'm looking forward to performing. Um, at the Wolverhampton Arts Literary
1: Fest. Yeah, I mean, the, the Literary Festival is into its third year and it's going to be another amazing event. And to have I mean, so many poets of such quality is pretty, pretty good, and under one roof all at the same time. How, how do we do it for the money? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you're preparing for an event like this, let's, let's run down, back down the line the other way, I mean, how, how do you choose what to bring to something like uh, the, uh, the the Poets Against Racism at the arena?
10: Well, I... I guess we, we we kind of look at our back catalogue of stuff that we we've performed. Um, we look at the theme, mm-hmm. and we just get ourselves ready for the for the event, and we we stand and perform. Um, our energy, we bring energy, we bring excitement, we bring joy, and such a, a subject like this, we, we're really um, bringing our heart and soul in challenging issues of racism and diversity across across the uk
1: and it's an important message as important now as it ever has been really Mm. and whilst we have seen progress in uh, diversity and uh, anti-racism through through law unfortunately that's been required and through hopefully society growing up a bit which is what it needs to do in a lot of cases i think it's still a, a lot of work that needs to be done and it's making sure that people understand a, a message which is accessible and it's really great to see so many people uh, from different backgrounds coming together to produce a show and that's the important bit, isn't it? It shouldn't be abnormal to have
9: a group of people from, from mixed marriage backgrounds as part of one event. Absolutely. 100% agree, man. I mean, if you watch Star Trek, I mean, the vision is there, isn't it? The vision is there. Jim Rutherford had a vision, man and here we are today and we're still arguing about who's wearing what um, I am mean, of the same species, never mind. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, I mean
1: that, that's, that's the crazy part, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, sometimes it takes an event where you're saying, well, hang on, yeah, there, there are differences, but that's what makes us the same yeah, as, mm-hmm. as, as anything else. And uh, again, to have a, a good cross section uh, of poets from, from different social backgrounds, I mean, that, that's as, as important as it is from uh, a racial diversity. And again, I think that, that's something which, which is, is brought to the fore here.
8: Yeah, I think uh, this is something that Curly and I was talking about earlier. Um, is that a poet is a poet is a poet. It doesn't matter whether you're know, black, white, male, female. Makes no difference. So in my writing group, I absolutely insist on diversity and equality. And you know, so there's it's just nice for people to get together regardless to who they are.
1: Mm-hmm. And the group itself has come together uh, born out of talent. I I don't think anyone's probably stood there and and selected, well, hang on, we'll have somebody with this background, somebody with with another one, but Mm -hmm. it it is the talent that's there. And and it must be great working uh, alongside so many other great poets. I mean, uh, 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 you pretty much, you've got to be absolutely on top of your game, haven't
7: you? I'm humbled in the company I'm with, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I think racism does exist um not as much as it has done in the past but still there still relevant you've got um mcpherson report that changed the whole spectrum of the law in dealing with racism um, in england Um, and i think to be a part of this particular group is uh, fantastic i'm looking forward to it
1: and when you've got reports saying things maybe aren't going the way we would like them to uh, it, 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 do you think it, it puts more pressure on an event like this to, uh, uh, to, to be there and, and, and be accessible to people?
7: Not to me, to me you either recognise you either recognise that it exists or mm-hmm. you don't uh, for most of us to even contemplate that it doesn't exist is to, to live a lie mm-hmm. um, You've got to understand where racism is. Racism is still live and kicking. It's underground. I think it's to do with opportunities. Uh, Individuals don't get opportunities. uh, And they're, they're almost ushered into a particular group and they're dealt with as a particular group. We do need more diversity. And I think there still needs to be massive change. As a lad growing up in Wolverhampton, I can see it. Um, and I can, I can under, understand it because of the, the type of profession I'm working in and because I deal with a, a whole host of people as Ian Henry does mm-hmm. from the criminal side I see very talented, wonderfully talented young men uh, chucking their lives down the drain because they haven't got any opportunities and it may seem like I'm talking political but it is what it is The individuals that can make a difference to make the change, they need to make a more progressive change so that there's a a, a level playing field for especially black young men to do better. I see some young men and I represent some men in the criminal field and they're far more talented than than I I ever was Mm -hmm. and probably ever will be but that doesn't, they, they lack the opportunity. So let's deal with racism properly on a level where we're talking about where, why haven't these individuals got an, an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Because of the colour of their skin, does that make them a lesser person to, to, be able to, to, to be able to do a particular job? No. There's some wonderfully talented black youths, uh, and, and f- black and female and male and they don't get opportunities. So that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. We're all at a different stage in our life, but that's where I'm at. I'd like to make a difference for them. When I say I make a difference for them is make a pathway so they can move forward i'm on the way out i'm getting older now that's how you are I'm not is, is he old, <laughs> no, he's not no, old. they're arguing no, which no, is good no. well <laughs> fair enough we all see ourselves in a particular way mm. i see the future belongs to the youth many great poets have said that mm. who does the future belong to the youth again what what do we leave for the next generation it's mm. about the next generation
1: it is, but I think, as you say, you've got to have the the, the current, uh, maybe older generation that are saying their bit as well and, and being part of it. And it's it's uh, it's integration across ages as well, well as as everything else that can be vital. This is
10: why I'm here. Yeah. But can I add to that? that yeah, sure. That, um, the collection of poets that are, are coming along are diverse age ranges, mm-hmm. different backgrounds, and I think that's what makes this gathering so powerful mm-hmm. and each poet brings a, I mean I'm sitting next to Curly who I know is a very profound kind of hip-hop rap kind of enthusiast He will bring his kind of way of doing it and I'm very literal in the way I, I, I write and, and put it forward and, and I'm sure Morris um, comes and this young lady who I've just met today whose name's gone out of my head but we, we, <laughs> we, we come with different ways and, and, and to use poetry as a tool mm-hmm. to bring a message across, I think is far more profound than some of what journalism or, or politicians can do. I think that's why poetry has been around for thousands and thousands of years to tell the story of humanity and to bring it across.
1: I mean, but it's just so
7: engaging, I suppose. I, I endorse that 100%. I endorse what you're saying because at the end of the day, poets, to be a poet is a a massive responsibility because we shape the future to come Mm -hmm. now you might say that's that's uh, a bit bit out of line it's a reality how do we communicate communication is a wonderful thing poets should have a truth and move with the truth for the next generation to build and to learn from and that's where we are Mm-hmm.
8: Yeah, I agree. I think poetry allows you to be free. It allows you to express who you are and um, it allows you to to be who you are. You don't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not when when you're writing poetry. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if people like what you write or not as long as you're true to yourself.
1: Absolutely. And, th- and through... Obviously, the power of of the words is important, and it's it's the delivery and the passion behind all that as well and I think that's the difference where poetry on the page vital, but poetry in a performance event like this, where you can actually see and hear the person who's written those words bringing it to life and uh, and I think that that's again probably
9: through the work that you do is again it's another great way of seeing that. Absolutely. like when I'm in schools, like following on from Angela, what she was just saying there, just being able to speak your truth, really, and just to be able to get to that point where you have the words and that you understand the context of the words, mm-hmm. the feeling of the words, because each word, each, uh, each one has a shade of meaning, and you have to find the right shade for yourself. You know what I mean? What What suits you to talk about your own life, individual life experience? Yeah, and I think you know, I think what's gonna what's brought all these poets together, all these people, just that we've kind of stumbled across an art form, because all art is valid. Uh, Poetry just seems to be kind of what we kind of gravitate to. Uh, And at the Wolverhampton Literature Festival, what you're going to see is a group of people who have just taken a bit of time to craft our own unique way of speaking about how we feel and what we've experienced. And um, basically, we're a group of people who found poetry as a way of healing. We've all been through things, Mm -hmm. like every single human being. We've all faced adversity in some way, loss, grief, um, some, a form of marginal marginalisation um, of some description, and poetry's been the thing we've kind of like gravitated to, to, to heal, really. I mean, Angela can tell and share a few stories, I'm sure, about her poetry writing group, and I think yeah. that, that might be a... Would uh, you want yeah. to explain um, some, some well, of the people... Yeah, that-
8: well, um, I'm not sure. I don't know if he'd like me to mention his name or not on the radio, but... Um I oh well, I'm sure right. <laughs> I'll just say his first name Dave mm-hmm. um he's a lovely fellow, very, very talented. when he first came to the group, he was very shy he's been coming now for about three years um he was out of work for a good many years he suffered with anxiety and depression as a result mm-hmm. he, I think he just needed um stability and something to you know just hang on to in order to be able to help him move forward and mm-hmm. I think that's what writing did for him because even though he didn't feel confident enough to write his own uh, read his own stuff in the group environment when he first came to the group I did it for him mm-hmm. um after a few sessions, he did actually find the confidence to do that, and since then he's not only reading his own work out in the group. He's been on the radio reading it out. He's a published writer and now he's in full time work.
1: And this is Um, the power of poetry. It can make a difference to not only the individual's lives who's delivering it, but also that wider picture, giving that uh, mm-hmm. that message, yeah. sharing your thoughts, allowing others to, to interact with them and that's all going to be part of what we can yeah. see in Poets Against Racism. It's at the Arena Theatre it is part of the Wolverhampton Literature Festival it takes place on the 2nd of February it's 5 o'clock, 01902 321321 321 is the box office number for the Arena or you can go along to arena.wlv.ac.uk and see these guys and a selection of others bringing poetry to life on stage. Have a great time, did you say break a leg to poets? <laughs> <Adam>? <laughs> M- <laughs> ma- ma- change a few minds. I think we'll say that instead. Okay, great meeting you guys. Thank you for joining thank us. You. Thank, thank you. very much. Thank you. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Back with episode 500 next week. And in the usual level of planning, I haven't decided where we're going to do this magical numbered episode. We're talking to the ground. We're going to see what we can do doing something from down there. But the plan is there'll be video, there'll be cake, and there'll be the usual ricks of guests. So hopefully you'll join me for episode 500 of the Milk Bar next week. See you then. ta for now.
0: Goodbye from the Milk Bar. 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 Yeah.